I think whether you've been married for 30 days or for 30 years, every couple knows when an argument starts to turn for the worst. It's like the milk you left out all night. You kind of know, like it's turned. It stinks. (laughs) But you know, you get that feeling like it gets a little chunkier, a little sour lemon milk. Um, (laughs) No, but every couple knows when... When you're when you're talking and you're realizing, oh, this is not just a conversation. We're not just disagreeing now. Now it's turning into an argument because I feel my own heels digging in. Because you are wrong. <laughs> I, I am right. I can see that my wife is getting defensive. She's being really touchy and emotional. <laughs> touchy like you yeah. like? Or <laughs> uh, reactive. Maybe, maybe a <laughs> nuclear, I don't know, nuclear reactive. I don't know. Anyway, this is, it's, it's turning. It's, turning right <laughs> it's now. happening right now. So in real time, we will talk to you on the other side. We will give you five ways to de-escalate a fight. All right. See you there. Well, the train almost got away from me there. A little runaway train action. <laughs> almost. Goodness. Goodness. All right. Yeah, so de-escalation, I think, is a skill that if you can learn it, I think it can bear dividends, pay dividends long into the future of your relationship. If you can just learn to recognize when things are going sideways and remind yourself, remind your spouse that we don't have to go down this road, that we can actually... Well, yeah, there's other things that we can... So replacing those, like you said, I think just recognizing what's happening Mm-hmm. And trusting that we don't have to go down that path because we have uh, other reasons. We have ways to cope mm-hmm. and deal in a healthy yeah. way uh, to kind of turn away from that consistent uh, fight or whatever we're facing. But yeah, de-escalation, I think, is I feel like it's such a ministry tool because you can mm-hmm. feel yourself getting heated. You can feel yourself ready to fight. And then all of a sudden it's like if something's said or a deep breath is taken, the Holy Spirit can just come in and, and just decompress Mm. everybody and say okay this is what's really happening let's let's do one of these five things that we're going to share with you in just a moment but yeah so if you're watching this uh go ahead and leave a comment if you have a question about it if you're listening to this leave a rating and review Mm -hmm. uh please do take the time to do that we'll remind you at the end hope you remind me to remind them at the end because okay not good um, at reminders it's super helpful (laughs) it helps people realize that this is valuable content and that's why we're doing it we want as many people as possible to hear the good news of the gospel bear its full weight on the various aspects of married life um so if you're not familiar with who we are my name is ryan this is my lovely wife Selena, and we've been doing this for a number of years. This is our entire livelihood, and it's it's our lives in some in one way or another is encouraging couples, encouraging families. So, if you want to be a part of that, like I said earlier, leave a rating and review, leave a comment, mm-hmm. uh, hit a like button, smash subscribe, uh, or you can go deeper into the community by going to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. And that's actually if you want to lock arms with us, mm-hmm. we ask that you pray about that. And if the Lord leads that you would step into into that, fiercemarriage.com slash partner. Thank you so much for all of our supporters because uh, in these troublesome times when we don't honestly know, we don't honestly know if the shoe is going to, the other shoe is going to drop in terms mm-hmm. of like our distribution, in terms of social media, letting us talk about this message. But we do know that our lovely patrons, our supporters mm-hmm. uh, will be there a month in and month out. So thank you if you're mm-hmm. a supporter. It means a lot. So. so a good friend of ours, and we don't know if he came up with this thought, I'm sure it's heard many times hmm. or been said many times, but our friend Brian over with uh, 
Family life. Family life. Weekend to remember. Yes. Yeah. He was one of the trainers there. He said something that will stick with us for quite a while, probably forever. <laughs> but he said uh, there's a difference. Three seconds is the difference between a response and a reaction. Mm. Three seconds is the difference between responding and reacting. So what did he mean by that? I think reaction would be the negative side, right? Like I just feel an offense or I feel something coming on. And I'm just all of a sudden going to knee jerk react yes. to you. Yes. Whereas if we take just a moment and just say one, <laughs> two, three, I'm going to think, you're not just waiting for three seconds, but you're right. thinking and processing <laughs> for three seconds. <laughs> Maybe you're waiting for three. <laughs> he said, I got to wait three seconds. I'm just waiting three seconds. I'm still going to explode, but. <laughs> and so that's kind of the, but we're going to take that theme and kind of unpack it, blow it out and into, into bigger ideas that we can use and weaponize in this fight against an escalating argument, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So let's just dive right into it. The first one, okay? The first step, the first way to do, de-escalate a fight. Now, before I get into that, actually, when we say fight, people think various things. So I want to be clear. Sure. What, we re- what we mean is a heated argument, okay? We're not talking about any sort of physical altercations. We're not talking... Maybe Selena... She would lose, Selena, <laughs> clearly. She's at times, uh, yeah, has... Been known to throw that. a sandwich or two. Shouldn't joke about that. <laughs> joke about that. Uh, but we're talking about just an an argument that is for your marriage a ten, mm-hmm. right? Meaning that you're you're starting to take low blows. You're starting to your voices maybe, are raising. Your heart is starting to beat rather hard, and you're feeling hot and not in a good way. You're feeling uh, like you're gonna lose your your marbles because because every couple is different. Like I was, it was so funny. I was in a car with a good friend. We were coming back from a men's retreat, and we had ended up staying later than we thought we were going to stay. And his wife was fuming, apparently, because he called. Apparently. 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 Because I'm in the car and he puts, he calls and she's on speaker through the Bluetooth or whatever. (laughs) And she's like, okay, well, when are you going to be home? And he's like, well, we're actually just leaving such and such a town. We're about two hours out. She's like, oh, really? And like his, his face went ghost white and they carry on the conversation. I was like, hey, that wasn't so bad, man. He's like, are you kidding? She's furious with me. <laughs> like that was a 10 for them. <laughs> and I know they probably had words after he got home. But the point is, is we have to be clear about what we're talking about yeah. argument wise, fight wise. Yes. It's whatever that is, like an eight, nine or 10 right. level for your relationship. Right. Okay. So that was enough bearing the lead there. Well, I think one thing too, a difference to be something to be, I guess, just highlighted in this conversation is that there is a difference between ignoring a conversation, mm. ignoring or appeasing our spouse to just kind of get through it and be done with it. Uh, whereas de-escalating, we see it as like a ministry tool as far as, okay, we're not just going to ignore the problem. We're not just going to, uh, I'm just not going to like appease you in whatever way. Just, okay, you know, like give him what he wants. Yeah, you're right. Whatever. Like, fine. That's so good. That's not actual de-escalation or it doesn't even put you on the path to actual reconciliation, which I think is Mm. the big, the end game, right? For de-escalating any sort of fight or argument is to actually go head and head in the direction of reconciliation. And you're you're engaging with the problem. You're engaging with one another so that you can get down to the root of it. Because a lot of times there's going to be some sin there like some lack of patience a lot of times every time there will be sin there (laughs) that's true (laughs) every time there is sin and brokenness that is well just yeah or there could be a life circumstance that could be unfolding and it's causing heightened tension but maybe that life circumstance is calling into question your ability to trust the lord in that and to go to one another as helpmates in that so i love that you just said that so it's a way of engaging more deeply with one another and with the issue the true issues at hand not just uh, sweeping it under the the rug, right. so to speak. Okay. All right. Five ways to de-escalate a fight. Here they come. 
Name it. Name it. Name it. What does that mean? So recognizing. So you recognize in the moment, okay, things are actually escalating. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned and kind of joked up front that every, every couple knows that feeling. Mm-hmm. But does every couple know to really name that and to say this is actually what is happening in that moment? Yeah. Right. And so you have to be able to see it coming and then process, go through the process of naming it. Now there's, it's not just like, hey, we're fighting, peace, I'm out, right? Yeah. Or I don't like this. You know, I can tell that you're getting emotional. Therefore, I'm going to now dismiss you. This is delicate to deal with. It's because... very, yeah. And so here's some really, I think, help. To, we realize this is this is delicate because you could say, okay, this is escalating. I can see that you're losing your cool, <laughs> right? That just makes the other person or, more mad. Yes, or it's just if another I'm way saying, of arguing. Yeah, if one of us is saying, I'm just saying myself because I can only represent myself. But yeah, no, if I'm saying you're really frustrating me right now and you're making me really angry, like that's <laughs> I'm naming all the things, but clearly it's just gonna yeah. flame, you know. Flame. It's going to inflame, inflame things. Inflame you. It's going to make. It's not going to diffuse the bomb. It's yes. going to set it off. Yes. And so, <laughs> by naming it, here's a really careful process because yeah. we wanted to be clear here. The first piece is set the baseline. So, if you know it's happening, mm. you know that you need to call it out for what it is. The baseline is this: Hey, I love you. It's always a good way to start. I I, I love you. I'm for us. I'm for you. I want to have a healthy conversation right. with you. I want this to be better than it is. So that's the first one. You set the baseline. The second one is uh, you articulate your concern. Okay, so I love you I'm for, for us. The concern is this. Right now I feel like this argument's not going in a positive gonna, direction. Yeah. I feel like it's getting worse. That's the second one. The third one is state your motive. Okay, sometimes you just got to say it outright. I don't want this to escalate because when it escalates, it, it hurts us both. Mm-hmm. We say things we regret. Uh, That's hard to say because I feel like my emotions are like, yeah, let's fight and let's escalate this thing. Come on. <laughs> or I don't want this to go further because we will sin in our anger. Yes, yes. Again, you could say all these things in really sanctimonious, patronizing right. ways. Like, I don't want to sin. Like, we shouldn't be sinning. Don't You're make gonna me sin. <laughs> um, but genuinely, you have to. We have to actually want this, yes. and then it can be your yeah. motive. If it's not your motive, don't say. <laughs> like. Work on the motive. Yes. Uh, and the final one is try to get buy-in from your spouse. Okay. Uh, in other words, do you agree? Like, Ugh. can you? Sometimes s- I would just be like, "Don't ask me those questions right now." I'm so you can angry. see that I'm, we're very skilled <laughs> at, desc- at de-escalating. Do you agree? No, I don't <laughs> want to agree with you on anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but th- that's that's the process of naming it. Um, and so part of naming it too is not just naming the situation, but naming your emotions for Which, yourself. Again, is a delicate thing to do because. You can only, I can't control him, but I can't blame him for how I feel either, right? I right. mean, maybe there are things that you've said that hurt my feelings. Uh, I'm feeling hurt right now. I'm feeling angry. I don't think that I'm thinking clearly. I think it's a good time for us to right. recognize that this is spiraling out of control. We need to hmm. stop. And the, the the I guess the underlying truth here is that many of us, we feel and we act on our feelings without really knowing what it is that is driving yeah, us really being able to sure. articulate what those feelings are. And so here's the challenge. I think the greatest challenge in the naming piece is being able to put a label on how you are actually feeling. Yeah. And don't just go to the default, I'm angry, Yeah. right? Because you're not just angry. You're, 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 ang- you're, you're feeling sad or you're feeling afraid or you're feeling insecure. attacked or you're feeling yeah. insecure. Like do that hard work of articulating exactly what you're feeling yeah and uh, in a way that's you know not more inflammatory right and not more 
blaming, but just saying this, mm. this situation right now, this is what I'm feeling inside of it. I, I think I say this a lot. I know it's not real and I know, or I know it's not accurate in, in what I'm feeling, but this is what I'm feeling right now. And this is what I'm wrestling with and I'm struggling with. We need to go to number two and we need to breathe deeply. So first of all, like you right. said, name it, recognize that things are escalating, start naming, going through your feelings, setting that baseline of, I love you. I'm mm. for you. That's I'm good. for us. Uh, but we are, we don't, I don't want this to escalate. So let's stop, take a few deep breaths, wait. Yeah. Which is the second one, like you said. Yes. So yeah, breathe deeply and remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can, I think, accelerate through these, the numbers two through five, mm-hmm. simply because I feel like naming it is like 90% of the battle right. most of the time. Right. If you can get through that first piece, you'll notice that you've already begun. Yeah. It's already almost de-escalated at right. that point. Hopefully, yes. But this is, again, continuing on the process. So, yeah, like you said, wait, take a breath, yeah. speak. We, James 1.9, um, know this, my, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. James 1.19. Excuse me, 119. <laughs> James 1.19. Um, so, <laughs> you had a quote here, what the Ke- uh, Kevin Malone. <laughs> <laughs> Why use more word uh, when few word do trick? Um, I guarantee if you bust that line out in your office fans and you bust that line out it'll in a fight, it'll de-escalate real quickly. It'll, de- it'll de-escalate things I mean, really depending. Quickly. I would say 80% of the time. Uh, sometimes sometimes there's times where yeah. he pulls out a quote and I'm like, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Like, not right now. <laughs> Which in itself is a quote. It's a quote. <laughs> How dare life. you? Words are like toothpaste, friends. We had a fight. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's been long enough. I can talk about it again. Uh-oh. We were arguing and I was making dinner one night <laughs> and I was trying to articulate myself and you were, and I was really, I was really, really I was really mad. I was really upset <laughs> because you had, I think I thought at the moment, I, I felt like you weren't respecting me <laughs> in a healthy way. And the way it came out is I was, I was like flipping a, I don't know, a steak or something. And I was like, I just don't get no respect. <laughs> <laughs> it just like kind of came out of you. Which, if you're an Office fan, you're that's just like I feel like I don't. I was get quoting any, Michael. I don't get no respect around here. Is that they? But like, I said it like Michael Scott when he was quoting Rodney Dangerfield. And anyway, <laughs> so it really it it I laughed begrudgingly. You did. <laughs> did oh, not we've had laugh. many of those moments of I don't. Yeah. I'm not gonna laugh right now. Yeah. So, but sometimes laughing is a good way of yeah, de-escalating. That's part oh, of, that should have been number six. That's uh, part of breathing deeply. I feel like and remembering your union, like that helps you remember immediately. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we have a lot of context. I, I do love my wife. I do. <laughs> I do think she's awesome. I do laugh with her. We are on the same team. We are on the same team. Oh, the I hate is, when he says that though. When we're fighting, I'm on your <laughs> side. We're on the same team. I'm like, no, clearly we are not on the same team. It can be very irritating, Clear, just to be honest. Clearly, but your perception is that we are not on the same <laughs> that, team, which is, is why I need to say <laughs> I know. we are on the same team. Okay, okay. Uh, I, we use this analogy with our, our kids all the time that words are like toothpaste. Like once you get those words out, there's no taking them back. And so being slow to speak and mm-hmm. slow to become angry, right. slow to anger, um, is, is I think one of the wisest things that we can do mm-hmm. in marriage and in any relationship for that matter. In life. And in life, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently there's some science to this. So there's this, uh, there's a family therapist named is Deb Hershorn. She said this, when we slow down mm-hmm. and, and breathe slowly, our, our autonomic or autonomic nervous system, uh, it slows down and it turns off the stress hormone cortisol in our brain and it's simply, uh, by the process of deep breathing. So in other words, that the autonomic nervous system is, it's like the things that happen without us knowing they're happening, right. like, like breathing, your heart, your heartbeat. 
I wonder if that's response to I, things like that. I think that. that's so funny because when I get super stressed or angry, I feel like my breaths just naturally get deeper. It's like your body's just like, I'm going to take care of this one for you. <laughs> 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 but the yes, deep, deep breathing, I think yeah. is, there's also like breathing techniques and things that I've heard. Yeah. And you gotta be careful you. and not to delve into the new age, but you know, I think there is a, mm. a biblical case to be made for, you know, like Within, meditating on the things of God by, yeah. by understanding that you're a physiological person. You're not just a mind. You're not just a soul, but you have a body. And by, by actually breathing intentionally, you can slow the mind down and you can calm the soul. Well, and I There's think in, within those three seconds of responding versus reacting, we can be breathing mm. deeply, right? And we can be mm. thinking and praying and asking the Holy yeah. Spirit, petitioning, like, help me, God, help me in this situation. So the second point was breathe deep and remember. And mm-hmm. so what are we remembering? Uh, this is really, really quickly. We remember who, okay? Mm-hmm. Who is this person you're actually up against right now? Oh, it's 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 my wife. I love her. She's a God-given blessing. She's and made in God's image. He's made in God's image yeah. for me to care for and to respect and for yeah. God's glory. Yeah. Uh, remember what? Mm-hmm. Uh, your marriage is good. It's good. It's worth fighting for. It's, yeah. it's worth being emotionally mature and taking yeah. a step back. And why are you fighting? Well, you're fighting. The big perspective is you're arguing you're fighting because you're both sinful people. Mm-hmm. And sin breaks things, mm-hmm. including your ability to see that we are on the same team, Selena. <laughs> it's not my sin; it's your sin. Uh, it, it breaks our perspective. It, it breaks our ability to see things clearly. Yeah, for sure. And, and a few episodes back, we talked about anger. Remember, hot anger. It burns hot. It, it obscures our vision. It's very hot and angry. I don't we, remember that. We, want, <laughs> we respond in ways that aren't healthy, uh, and and we can't see it. It blinds yeah. us. And yeah. so, remember that you that that's always happening. That's why we stop. We slow down. We remember. Okay, number three. What's number three? Assume less, try to listen more. (laughs) This is really hard. So I feel like you'd go through these five things just really quickly of like, okay, pause, breathe, name it. Okay, breathing again. What is actually happening? Remembering what? Mm -hmm. Okay, and then assuming less. So Mm -hmm. when your emotions are running high and he's like he's saying, we're not seeing things clearly. uh, I think we assume without assuming that we're assuming does that make sense like we just we <laughs> yeah. just think and we assume that well he's saying these words and he's saying them in this way so like the only way i can calculate a response is yeah. based on what i'm perceiving but nine times out of ten i mean if you talk to any couple the communication issues are around uh what's being said so there's a lack of a shared meaning like we're not mm. actually yeah. saying the same things even though we might be using the same words uh, in the same context, there's there's a deeper, I think, understanding that we're not uh, connected with. So as far as like we're not yeah. sharing that same meaning. Yeah. So we can question yourself. Yeah. Which if we're not questioning ourselves, yeah. that says a lot about what we're assuming about ourselves and that we are that we're smarter than we actually right. think. Like we right. think we're smarter than we actually are or that we know understand the situation better yeah. than we actually do. Asking questions is a great way to assume less. So Is it possible that question, you're not seeing things the yeah. way you think you are? Question right? everything. You're not seeing reality in other words. Yeah. Question everything. <laughs> uh well, when you're fighting, sometimes I think question yourself are good. and everything. I think don't question you know the things of God. No, but question, but I, question I your spouse saying. too, right? That's like, why I laughed though. Yeah, <laughs> question your spouse. How dare you? That's my first <laughs> question for you. I have a question. Um, okay, so number four, if I can get four fingers up, uh, take a break. So this, they all kind of you'll see they interweave with one another. But taking a break, in other words, it's okay to take a break with the clear intent to return and resolve. Right. 
You can always back away from something knowing that, again, I see this is escalating. The best, healthiest, most loving thing I can do is not engage with this in this way. Right, because it's I want to engage with it. Yeah, but if we engage in the way that we, our flesh is wanting us to, nine times out of ten, we're going to end up in sin, right? Mm. So Ephesians 4.26 talks about, in your anger, do not sin, do not let the sun go down. On your anger, yeah. On your anger, but forgive one another. And, and what he's talking about in Ephesians is a brooding sort of anger, like this binge, vengefulness that would um, be that category of anger, not just, oh, we've had a fight, and if we don't say we're sorry and have an immediate resolution, then we're somehow sinning. Right. I don't think that's always possible. Sometimes you need to get rest. Sometimes, and and if you go to bed thinking, oh, I'm going to get them in the morning, and I'm just going to... And what yeah. that's talking about is doing what we're saying not to do, and that's where you're sweeping it under the rug, right. Right. and and not ever dealing with it so that it becomes this festering wound yeah. um, and this this gap that is widened over time. Um, so take a break. Uh, we have a saying in the Frederick household, and this is why when we talked about leaving and saying, I want to engage, but I don't want to engage with it in this way. Yeah. Well, the saying that we have in the Frederick household is that play stupid games, win stupid prizes, <laughs> right? We can't be ex- we can't be surprised when we always are walking in the flesh or we tend to walk in the flesh right. in these hard moments. That's difficult. And if we take the easy route, which is the fleshly route, we can't be surprised if we don't see growth in our marriage or our intimacy suffers and we, we're no, no, no longer connected with one another mm-hmm. like we want to be in the various other aspects of our marriage begin to suffer because mm-hmm. we've played stupid games. We're winning stupid prizes right. <laughs> and not trying to make light of it, but just be able to see those, that cause and reaction of walking in the flesh and reaping the rewards of the flesh, which what does the Bible say? That's death. Yeah. And the rewards of walking in the spirit are our life. So choose uh, choose walking in the spirit, choose life. All right, the final one and the fifth one is take responsibility. Yeah. Um, own your own part in it. Right. And, and again, a lot of these are impossible without humility, without being able to look Absolutely. at yourself objectively and say, I actually do sound like I'm attacking my wife. I didn't articulate myself well. I need to back out of that right. I need to admit that own that so then we can actually move forward otherwise you're going to continue down this path of just digging a deeper and deeper hole when I think questions are good again in this scenario yeah. because like if I'm mm-hmm. just heated in the middle of an argument the humility aspect the grace if I've ex- if I am remembering who I am like Christ has forgiven me Christ has saved me he is he died humbly the worst death for me Yes, I think of those things in argument, believe it or not. I'm like, okay, we always talk about this. We always talk about mm. the gospel in the middle of our arguments, so yeah. or on fierce marriage, and I, we're in the middle of an argument. Okay, God saved me. He forgave me. I need to forgive him. I know that's what I need to do, but I don't know how to get there quite yet, right? And so how do I forgive him? I can go through the motions of forgiving him, or I can, first of all, right, de-escalate this fight. Mm. And part of that, again, like you said, is owning my responsibility in in either saying, hey, we need to take a time out and I'm mm. recognizing this or engaging in the fight with a fleshly sort of reaction. Yeah. And so we definitely have to understand that there, there's, God's given us two ways to respond. We can respond in the flesh, or we can respond in the spirit and not responding, mm. not taking responsibility and always shifting the blame is a very, it's a sign of a uh, lack of maturity in yeah, I was going to say it was weak. <laughs> but, <laughs> Same thing. But yeah, yours is more tactful. Uh, at part of this is, uh, and we always talk about not doing this in our own marriage, kind of some of the uh, communication ground rules. And we've talked about those in our gospel-centered marriage courses. Um, but it's we have to ditch the tit-for-tat mm-hmm. mentality. And one example that I thought of was if, uh, you know, 
sometimes, you know, early on in our marriage, um, I was really sensitive to how you were chewing your food. <laughs> and I'd be like, kind of think you're chewing, chewing a little loud our right marriage, now. We were dating, I think. I kind of think you're, you're chewing a little loud right now. I'd be like, yeah, well, you smell like a hippo <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> it's a tit for tat, right? Like I feel, def- I feel attacked and I'm going to act the best defense is a good offense. So I'm going to go on the offensive here. He's working on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an actual thing that you've ever said to me, although I would have received that with giggles. <laughs> you smell like a hippo. Um, I wish I would have said that. Yeah, well, up your game a little bit, all right? Uh, but the thing with tit for tat is it really does fly in the face of marital uh, unity, a marital charity yeah. and generosity toward mm-hmm. one another. So like you can For, tell. Oh, well, it's a keeping score, which yeah. 1 Corinthians 13 talks about. Like Keeping score is not an actual... Uh, way of love yeah 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 and you can and you know i think when you feel like your spouse is attacking you because they're just angry with you and they're saying things that you know they don't really mean but you know what they're trying to do and that's what you want to respond to is their motive i don't always know that's my problem though i don't always know i'm just like because he's a a really good arguer and he's a really good good arguer too i'm getting there no you're very good and (laughs) i'm only realizing now how good you are which is part of how good you are (laughs) so she's in my head (laughs) She's in my head. I'm getting wise to your to your wiles and your games. So anyway, so the biblical premise for this, again, take responsibility, is Romans 3.23. All have sinned and, and fallen, fallen short, short. Yeah. of the glory of God. We have to realize with humility that I'm a sinner. My wife is also a sinner. I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm owning my peace, but I'm also recognizing that she is not perfect in how she's dealing with it. And so that helps me now think in terms of how can I actually be an agent for sanctification in my wife's life? How is she being an agent of sanctification in my life? Yeah, and it goes with owning it because I can't, uh, sometimes we think as a spouse, oh, I, I I see your sin, honey, let me help you with that, right? And I'm your that, helper. I'm your helper. And that doesn't <laughs> go over well either. So again, this this yeah. posture of humility, this posture of recognizing that we've all sinned yeah. and that. I, if, if you're the first one to admit your sin, I think that is one of the biggest things you can do to de-escalate and to step into reconciliation. Bury the lead again. Yeah. Like there it is. apologizing, <laughs> saying you're sorry. If yeah. you just want a fight to end, like sometimes that's the quickest thing to do. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't work, but sometimes you can just say, you know what? You're right. I'm a big jerk. I'm sorry. I give up my. It sounds mind. patronizing. It doesn't sound genuine. Well, you would have to say it in a way that's genuine. <laughs> That's up to you. Clearly. <laughs> that's up to you yes. to figure that out. Okay. And to end it with this, there's a kind of a caveat that if you find that you're in these ruts, these common, these well-worn paths of escalating fights, right. escalating arguments of kind of living yeah. with a low-grade tension that oftentimes escalates into the 7, 8, 9, 10 range, um, then it's time to get help. Yeah. It's time to get someone else to come in and help diagnose the heart condition, the heart issues, and even in some cases, the, the emotional, mental, physiological yeah. issues at play. There's nothing wrong with assessing, having someone assess <clears throat> where you're at and giving you tools to get out of those ruts. No yeah. one wants to stay there. And the million dollar question is, who do you go to? And uh, we would say by far, first and foremost, your pastor. Like that, your pastor is in the business of soul care. He has been mm-hmm. commissioned by the Lord mm-hmm. to care for your soul. Yeah. Which begs a bigger question. Are you part of a church body? Is that Are you submitted to a church body of believers, people that can actually know you and speak into your life in a meaningful way, in a soul-deep way? Right, you can be vulnerable with them. So if you don't have a pastor, then that's going to put you at a, at a disadvantage because this is a soul-deep issue. Like we're not talking about just psychological, emotional things. This has to do with your nature, the fallen nature. And so you need a pastor, Most you need a shepherd. <laughs> you need a shepherd 
to help you. Now that pastor might then say, okay, let's get some psychological support yeah, here let's too. Get some counselors let's or, get some yeah. counselors. Yeah. Although I would argue that the, the pastor should be your primary uh, source of counsel uh, as a noun. So not, not as a verb, but uh, for <laughs> counsel. Anyway, we could go down that rabbit hole, but we won't. For now, uh, our couple's conversation challenge for mm. you is identify what conversations and topics and events typically would precipitate an escalating argument. Yikes. Identify w- what are those hot button issues and then begin to talk through how can you deal with those in a way that maybe won't escalate or won't mm. escalate into the future. So, And some of that might even just be, you know, writing questions down in the off time that you're not so heated of, mm. like, gosh, we keep talking about how we're, our finances mm-hmm. are overdrawn and we're always stressed about it. We always fight about it. Maybe we can just start breaking it down and asking some questions of how can we hmm. be better about this? It feels like we're just at ends. And I mean, just kind of going through and naming the feelings and like writing things down often hmm. helps me process and clarify some things. So it's yeah. another way That's of dealing word. with it. So let me pray for us. Okay. Lord, I thank you um, for the gift of communicating with one another in marriage. Mm-hmm. Thank you that we can share meaning through this gift of language, through the ability to speak and to hear. God, just what a gift it is. I pray that you'd help us as couples to wield that gift wisely, to love another, love one another well through how we learn to de-escalate uh, touchy conversations and difficult um, arguments. Lord, it's by your grace we proceed. May you give us the grace to succeed in this area. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, this episode of Fierce Marriage is... In the can. I almost forgot. If you, if you liked this episode, if you've enjoyed it, you didn't remind me. You're supposed to remind me. This is going to escalate. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a rating and a review in your podcast app if you would be so kind if you're watching the video. Do hit the like button. Leave a comment. Leave a mm-hmm. question. We read those questions. We often respond, especially on YouTube because it's a growing part of our ministry. And so we do hope to see your questions there. But that's it. So the episode's in the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. So until next time. Stay fierce. Thank you.